Thanks for joining us on the Father's House podcast, where we are leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online simply by going to thefathershouse.com. We'd love for you to stay connected throughout your week. Now, let's go to this week's message. be resurrected. There we go. Thank you. Boom shakalaka. See it? Just you got it. Hey, so good to see you today. We're going to finish out this series today, Mission Possible. And if you would, in honoring God's Word, would you stand and open your Bible or your notes to Matthew chapter 28? We're going to read verses 18 through 20. We've been talking for the last several weeks about uh, the mission that God has for us. These are the last words of Jesus before his disciples um, saw him go away. And he said these words to them. So I'd like for you to read these with me together. Are you ready? Let's go. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Let's pray. Father, we come to you, and we've been serious. We've been saying that we'll take the mission that you've given us and the mission is to uh, live out loud and make a difference in people's lives, uh, help people to find an eternity with you instead of separated from you. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, to come and do today what I can't do. You touch hearts and lives. And I just pray today that I can be a vessel through whom you flow, Holy Spirit, with the love of God. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen. Well, you may be seated. So thankful that you are here today. I want to look at this verse just a minute, and then we'll get to our teaching. So get your notes out and get your pen and uh, follow along. But when it says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority. Would you underline or circle that word authority? That's the word. You, you, we could also say, I've been given all power. Given all power. Say power. 
And so he says, I'm giving you power. You're not going to be on your own. In the Mission Impossible series, they said, if you get caught, we will disavow that we know you. You're, you're on your own. But Jesus says, in this mission that I'm going to send you out, I will be with you, and you're not going to go alone, but I'm going to send my power to go along with you. And then he says, look at this, go, say go. This word here is not like go to a foreign mission field or go to a different place. Uh, it's simply this, as you are going. Say that, as you are going. I heard somebody say, you know, I just think if, you know, if I went to the mission field in Africa, I could really be serious about this and I could be a good witnesser for Jesus and win people to the Lord. But, you know, it's just around here, I, I just don't know. No, wait, you missed it. Because if you can't do it here, you won't do it there. So he says, as you are going, as you're going through life, as you're going to school, as you're going to your job, as you're going to hang out with your friends, as you're going to the gym to work out, he says, as you go, he said, I want you to make disciples. Uh, that's the goal. I want, I want you to make disciples and baptize them and teach them to obey all the commandments. So he's basically saying, I want you to live your life out loud. Not in secret, but I want you to live your life in such a way that people can hear, see, feel, taste the presence of the Lord. So on your uh, handout, I have given you there uh, the Father's House mission, vision, mission shepherd. When I was away in July doing my sabbatical, uh, praying, hearing God, trying to get ready to, for what God was saying, you know, we used to say our mission is leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. While I was up at the cabin in the mountains, I, I had this dialogue with the Lord, and, and it was like the Lord asked me this question, well, when will people know they're fully devoted? And so I'm trying to think and answer, and, you know, I'm in a, kind of in a dialogue. Like, I don't hear a voice, but you know what I'm saying? In my, in my, in my heart, in my head, I, I feel this. And I said, well, in essence, I guess we're never really fully devoted until we get to heaven. And so the Lord put me into that and said, is there a way to simplify that? Is there a way to simplify that and make it more, make it more uh, understandable for someone that really doesn't even have a church background? So I came back and I talked to the staff and we got away and we went to staff calendar planning. And uh, we began looking at, and we, we came up with this. This doesn't change our mission. It just kind of makes it a little more clear. Would you read this with me? Leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus. Let's say it again. Leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus. Because if we say leading people to become fully devoted, then people are thinking, well, what do I have to do? If I do this and this and this and this and this, then I'm fully devoted. But you see, Jesus came not to give us religion of things to do. He came to give us a relationship. And so we said relationship with Jesus, not Christ, uh, by the way, Christ is not Jesus' last name. Uh, you know, some people say, well, I don't understand. But a lot of people that don't go to church, they understand Jesus, but Christ to them seems like, well, I'm not sure. We're not diminishing who he is. We're just saying this seems more focused and clear that we can help people. So let's say it again. We're leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus. Isn't that what Jesus said? I want you to go out, and as you're going, I want you to teach people to obey. I want you to teach people to have a relationship with me. So our, our vision, we say how we're going to do that. We're going to love God, help people, and build the kingdom. So when you put those two together, uh, the mission and the vision, would you read this with me out loud? 
We are leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus by creating an atmosphere or opportunities where people are encouraged and equipped to love God, help people, and build a kingdom. Does that, does that make sense? That sort of puts it all together. Now, at the Father's house, I'm just kind of giving you a crash course here uh, because we're just sort of clarifying some of these. We say this is culture or values is who you want to be. Like that's the reason you use one insurance company over another is because of the values and the way they treat you. That's why you go shop at wherever you shop at over another place is because of the values of that particular place. I mean, if you go to Nordstrom, Nordstrom Rack, some of those, you know, uh, places, instead of saying, hey, you know, where is such and such, they don't point and say, well, it's about down three holes over here and four over there and back over there. They'll say, come follow me. Come follow me. In other words, it's a cultural value that they have. You go to Chick-fil-A for lunch, and uh, they'll say what? My pleasure. My pleasure. Go out of my way to do that. And that's one of the reasons that people say So it's the culture. So at the Father's house, these are our cultural values. I'm not going to go through each of these, but I want you to see them. And then we have a clarifying statement that helps that. Expressive worship. And the next one is, say it with me, reaching the lost. Read the line with me. Lost people matter to God, and they matter to us. The rest of those values, I'd like for you to read them on your own, and we'll be talking about those, probably have a, a series to teach on that. But next Sunday, we have Sunday Fun Day. How many, how many of you have heard of Sunday Fun Day? All right. And we have these little invite cards, and if you ran out of those, they'll have those at the door as you get ready to leave. But it's a time for us to invite our friends, not to just come and have 1,000, 1,200 people on the campus on that day, but it's a time in which that we can, we can bring people so they can come and see. Isn't that interesting? When Jesus was on the earth, the disciples said to their friends, come and see, come and see. So that's really all we're asking next week is that you invite your friends, you invite your family that are unchurched, that are lost. Uh, we're, not, we're not out to get people from another church. Uh, that's not our job. But there are enough people that don't go to church anywhere that next Sunday will be a great day. We got a petting zoo, we got water slides, we got free food. Uh, it's going to be great. We got donuts for those of you that have missed the donuts. You know, we got a, a food truck here. It's going to be awesome, lots of stuff. And really, all it is is just another fishing lure. Just another fishing lure to say, hey, come and see, come and see. This is a good opportunity. And so we're starting a brand new series. And the brand new series is called Unshakable. I already finished the first teaching. I almost got the, uh, the, the, the second and the third one done. But it's called How to Stand Strong When Things Go Wrong. And this is the book. This book retails for $19.95 on the back. And we offer them here for you for $10. That's basically our cost. So we're going to use this um, and talk about the things that are in here. Family problems, illness, lack of purpose, temptation, financial stress, death of a loved one, and more. And uh, we partnered with a friend of mine, Nelson, and he sent a little video. He was supposed to be with us next week, but he can't make it. He's, uh, he's uh, a cancer survivor, and he had to do some things with that. Uh, but you, you'll hear uh, more and more about that as we go along. But he sent a video this week, and he's going to be here uh, through video next week for a few minutes and just talk about this book. But we partnered up with him on this book. I, I did the forward. 
and the Father's House has made this book available for you. And we're also going to use it for our small groups, all of our life groups. We're going to go through these things, and it's going to be awesome. So buy one for yourself. Also buy one for, for them to give to somebody else. And if you'd like me to sign the forward, I'd be happy to sign the forward. And uh, so it's going to be a great time. So that's next week. Next week, okay? It's going to be awesome. We're going to invite people. We're going to have fun. It's going to be great. Service will be about, it'll be a little shorter because we want people to have, I want to get out and have time to pet the dog. I mean, uh, the goat, whatever's there. I don't think we're, we, I don't think we have any cats. Thank God. <laughs> now, if we had any cats, the only type of cat I'd like is a lion. Now, I'd, I'd handle that, all right? You know. I think that's why cats are so cantankerous. They all wish they were a lion. <laughs> Moving on. Here's the first point. Fill it out. Here's the first one. We want to be willing to live out loud. When we take this mission, it's not something secretly that we're going to do, but we want to live it out loud. And so there are four ways that we do that. First of all, uh, this fills in the next blank. We make a personal commitment. Say a personal commitment. It's a personal commitment. You make the decision. It's not just by coming to church. You know, people say, well, I go to church every week, so I think I'm, I'm okay. No, that's like saying, you know, uh, I, I, I pulled in the garage today and I became a car. You say, no, just by, by being in a garage doesn't make you a car. Just no longer than just coming to church makes you a believer of Christ. But it's a, it's a personal decision you make in your heart. Look at this verse. If you openly declare with your mouth and with your life, you live out loud, you know, you don't keep it a secret. People say, well, you know, my relationship with the Lord is secret. No, he never said that. He said, I want you to be on, on target. So openly declare that Jesus is Lord, and then you believe, look at this, you believe in your heart. In other words, you believe that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. You believe that Jesus came died on the cross for your sins, paid the price, you believe that. So the two things there, that I believe it in my heart, and then I openly declare it. Jesus says in the next verse there, everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, say publicly, that's living out loud, right? Acknowledges me publicly here, I also will acknowledge before my Father. But everyone who denies me, who tries to keep it a secret, never makes that decision. I'll also deny them before my Father. Now, at the Father's house, we take that very, very serious. And every Sunday, uh, we ask you to fill out a connection card. Would you take that card out you started filling out already? And on the back, it says, "Became a first-time follower, become a first-time follower of Jesus. Every week, we pray the prayer at the end of the service, and when you bring your friends next week, maybe you've been witnessing to them about the Lord, but you've never led them to the Lord. At the end of the service next week, I'll pray that prayer with them. Now, here's what we do. Those of you who pray that prayer, check that box, become a first-time follower, recommit my life to Jesus, then you take that card out to the table, which is called the first step table. You give that to the lovely ladies and the handsome gentlemen that are there, and they have a book they will give you. Uh, they will say, congratulations, that's a great decision. And if you don't have a Bible, they'll give you a Bible. They'll also invite you to a class that we have every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. It's called New Beginnings. And in New Beginnings, we teach about what it means to pray, what it means to read your Bible, to share your story. We talk about water baptism. We talk about the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. And like 
um, 35, 40 minutes of video that I did. So that's at 9 o'clock. So they'll invite you to come to that. If you come, then they'll follow up with an with a email and say, congratulations, that's great. Let's sign you up for water baptism. If you don't come, then you'll get a phone call. And also, when you pray and you check that box that you've given your heart to the Lord, your name is given to all of our staff members on Monday. And for the rest of the week, we pray individually for you because we really believe that it's an important thing for you to make a personal decision for Jesus. Amen? So we not only make a personal commitment, but then we tell others. We go public. It says, if someone uh, asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it to them. In other words, ready to go public. But do this in a, say it with me, gentle and respectful way. In other words, somebody says, well, it sure is hot. And you say, yeah, I'll tell you, if you don't change your life, it's going to be really hot where you're going. Uh, I don't think that's gentle or respectful to you. I don't think, so how do we do that? How do we go public? Well, just in your casual conversation, somebody says, hey, what did you do this weekend? Man, I had the best weekend ever. I went to the Father's house. Man, it was great. There's people there of all ages and colors, and, and it's, just, it's just really amazing. Got great music and got like one of the greatest pastors. Man, he's so young looking, even though he's almost 70. He's so good, man. You just, you just need to come, you know, and his, his wife is really awesome. Uh, Yes, she is awesome. I'm sorry. I said that the wrong place, didn't I? Whew, get in trouble. I think we'll use the first service, not this one. But anyway, so yeah, I went to Father's house. It was great. And then I signed up for a life group. And our life group meets on Tuesday. Why, why don't you come with me? Come to our life group. I'd, I'd really like for you to come. So we just, in our casual conversation. Or the other way we do it is that we work it into, the, into a conversation. You go to a restaurant today, and the server takes your order, and you say to the server, hey, in a moment, when we get our food, we always pray for our food. But just wondering, is there anything we can pray with you about? In other words, you're just saying to them, hey, we, we really care and we want to pray for you. And uh, if you want to really be great, you can get some of these cards. We have them in the back. They're free. Something extra to show that God loves you. Don't give one of those fake tracks. You've seen those fake tracks? It looks like a dollar bill or a $10, $100 bill. And it's a fake one. On the other side, just want you to know Jesus is the real riches. Oh, I'll excommunicate you if you use one of those. I mean, that's building somebody's hope up. That's not giving them hope, is it? But we give a card, and then when you get that card down, what do you do? Well, you, uh, you leave a good tip, right? So we do that. We make a personal commitment. We go public. And then we acknowledge our faith in baptism. Say baptism. Look at this verse. Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But when John tried to talk him out of it, I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you. So why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, read this phrase, it should be done. What? It should be done. For we must carry out all that God, what? So according to this, Jesus is saying God requires water baptism. So if you've never been baptized in water and you say that you're a Christ follower, you haven't done everything he's asked you to do. You say, well, yeah, but you know, when I was a kid, I was sprinkled. I didn't say sprinkled, I said baptized. See this jar of pickles right here? This is a real jar of pickles. It's not fake, but it's real. 
There's a, in 200 B.C., there was a Greek poet and a physician named Nicander of Colophon, which is part of Turkey. And in 2200 B.C., this is sure, you can look it up, he wrote down the recipe for pickles. How many of you canned pickles in your life? Okay, about six of us. All right, I asked Anita last night, New Yorker. You guys can pickles? We do what? She thought they came like this, just like this. She didn't have any idea they used to be a cucumber. No, not really. Oh, some of you didn't know that either. These are former cucumbers. So in his recipe, 200 B.C., before Jesus, he said, you take the cucumber, and here's the real word, and you baptizo it in the vinegar. You know where that word baptizo is the same word Jesus used here, that I must be baptizo, I must be baptized. So he said, but here, here's the thing about it. And then he goes on to say in his recipe, and the pickle is, the cucumber is changed. I see some of you puckering up right now. And once this cucumber <laughs> is baptizo in vinegar, we used to call it brine, the cucumber is never the same again. This cucumber is changed and will never be the same. See, when people say to me, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christ follower, but I've never really been baptized, then I'm saying to you, then first of all, uh, you're, you're not obeying Jesus because he said we should be baptized. And second of all, maybe part of the reason that you're not walking in the victory that you want to walk in is that you've never been baptizo. Because you see, you, you can be a cucumber or you can be a pickle. I'll tell you what, I want to be a pickle. I want to be baptized. How about you? That, that makes a whole difference in our life. So, if you haven't been baptized, you say, well, I was a kid, I was, I was sprinkled. You had, nothing, you had no idea. You, you didn't ask about that. But on September 29th at 11 a.m., we're baptizing. And so I, take you, I ask you to take out your connection card, put on there where it says on the back, baptism, and sign up for that. All right? Here's the next one. Make a personal commitment. Tell others, go public. Acknowledge my faith in water baptism. And here's the last one. Live a life of daily obedience. Say daily obedience. John, John wrote this. These are Jesus' words. Read it with me. Jesus said, if you love me, what are we going to do? If you love me, obey my commandments. Baptism is one of those, all right? Also, sharing and being open. Those who accept my commandments and do what? Obey them are the ones who love me. So my question would be to you, what is the next step God wants you to do? Maybe today it's become a believer. Maybe it's start tithing. Maybe it's to sign up for the ladies' event. Maybe what's that? But I also want to talk to you about something else, another next step, and I need a couple of friends to help me. So would you welcome Jimmy and Samantha Strasser to the stage with me right now? Come on. All right. Thanks, guys, for helping me. Bless you, Samantha. It's so good to see you. I'm so glad you came because it makes hanging out with Jimmy a little better. All right. So, Jimmy and Samantha are the host for our Married People's Date Night. 
married people date night. So it's on, when is it, Jimmy? The 27th. 27th, okay. So it's going to be a great evening of fun food giveaways, and it's for married couples or people that are engaged, but you need to sign up. So tell us a little bit about... Uh, Tell us a little bit about Kill and Spider the whole the whole evening that we're dealing with, Jimmy. All right, so at Married People Date Night, we're uh, going to be going over a book called Kill a Spider written by Carlos Whitaker, which is his own personal testimony. Um, basically, it gives you the tools to help out, uh, drown out your personal inner, de uh, inner demons, any skeletons you have. Uh, it just gives you the tools um, to help you get through those and get past them. Uh, if you don't have any yourself, uh, young couple, old couple, if you know someone that can use this, by all means come so you learn those tools to help them out. Yeah, good. So how do they, how do they sign up, Samantha? How do, they, how do they do that? I don't know. Is, is today the last day to do today that? Today is the last day to register for it. Um, you can register either out in the foyer or you can text SPIDER to the number in your experience guide. Um, and we also are trying to encourage if you know a couple that maybe is struggling or can, can just use some tools to better themselves to um, bless them and register them as well. Um, there is also child care is a big awesome. thing for us in events, so good, there's child good. care available. I think, it, I think it's really important for anyone, no matter if you've been married um, a month, uh, you're engaged, you've been married for 20 years, 50 years, you need to be here. You say, well, we've got it all together. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, there's cobwebs that you've been dealing with a long time, but just say it like this. You got it all together, come because me and Jimmy could use some help with our marriage, all right? And you might rub off on us and help us a little bit. So, uh, but I, that's really good. I hope you sign up today. You guys are going to be out in the foyer to chat with people and help them sign up if they need to sign up, right? So, Jimmy, you and I talked about this week, and so uh, you, you talked about how you said you guys would host this even before you ask your wife. Why? What was, what was important about this event? All right, so when we went, uh, met with Miss Lisa when I was told we were just planning it, <laughs> um, I then found out we were hosting it. She showed us a brief trailer. I think it was like 20 seconds long, and I watched the first five seconds, and I said yes. Uh, it hit home for me because a big cobweb of mine that I always tried to uh, clear away and forget was alcohol. Um, so with cobwebs, as it says in the, your experienced guy, cleaning cobwebs is easy. Killing the spider is the hard part. Wow. Yeah. Um, so for me, it went from drinking all the time, blacking out all the time, to... Once a week, uh, once I started working in the prison, uh, I went to once a week because it was miserable being in those jails uh, hungover because <laughs> they were very hot. Um, so I went to once a week. That one time I drank in the week, I still blacked out, had the same issues. Then I pushed it off to uh, special occasions, weddings, holidays, and I uh, still had the same uh, experiences. So then uh, last June at Samantha's cousin's wedding, um, it's probably the third time I drank that year. It was June 15th. Um, still put down two bottles of vodka. Wow. Uh, she had a picture of me the next morning. I was passed out in my mother's backyard in the grass in a tank top and shorts. And uh, that was the day I just went cold turkey and said I was done. I've been sober 15 months now. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, Samantha, tell us about how, uh, what brought you to the Father's House, a little bit about your background. Um, well, we are both from Pennsylvania. We moved to Florida about four years ago for um, Jimmy's job. Um, we started coming to the father's house because we had, at the time, we had one daughter. Um, we were looking for daycare for her, and we registered her at Kid City next door. Um, and 
we just got invited to the father's house. So I started coming alone for um, a while. Jimmy worked and wasn't, church wasn't his thing at the time. Um, and then he slowly started coming with me and we made friends, got involved in life groups and um, now we're here. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Now, I, yeah, that, that's, that's, I, I think I heard somebody tell me a story that you guys are building a house. Yes. And you specifically chose the location of your house for a reason. Would we you, did. Would you share that with us? Um, we live in Ocala now. We just sold our house, so we're renting until our new house is finished. But we're building in Fruitland Park. Um, I work very close to here, and Jimmy works at uh, the federal prison in Wildwood, so it's central location, um, but everything we do is here with people we've met at church, things that we do with church, um, and it's really become our family, so we're moving from Ocala to Fruitland Park so wow. that we can be closer to here. Is that amazing or what? I mean, choose, choose this location because the Father's house. Our children's uh, generations director next door, Chris and Casey. They moved from Birmingham, Alabama to here. And the reason they moved here is because online they started watching and following the Father's house and specifically moved to this area because they felt like they wanted to be part of this family. Uh, that's, that's because of you guys, and that, that's just really amazing. We just thank God. Now, Jimmy, you and I talked about at, at 17... Uh, you know, your life and the, and the decisions that you made and how that uh, alcohol became such a part. You know, tell us a little bit more about that because I think that may relate to a, a lot of the guys and gals that are here. All right, yeah, so um, like you said, from where we're at in Pennsylvania, a really small town, um, not a lot of things to do, so drinking was one of them. Um, as a kid, I never, never really went to church, uh, maybe once in a while for a holiday. Uh, when I was younger, I'd say maybe 8 to 12, we had a thing called Awana on Wednesday nights where we'd show up for an hour. We had uh, kind of like a child's first Bible. It was very cartoon-like, comic book-like. Uh, you had to memorize verses, and you get little gems to put in crowns, and you're supposed to obtain as many as you could, kind of <laughs> like Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts. Um, I was just a competitive kid, so that really wasn't my thing. It's where procrastination started for me. I'd be in the back trying to memorize everything real quick that <laughs> night. Uh, so once that hour was done, we got to go into the gymnasium, play dodgeball, kickball, or whatever games they had. Um, once that was done, religion really wasn't a part of my life until uh, I went to boot camp. Uh, I joined the military at 17, so thank on you Sundays. For your service. Yeah, thank you. Um, not every Sunday, but certain Sundays I would go. Um, just experience with the guys I met that were into it, try and kind of feel it out. Uh, once I was done with boot camp, I never really went again. Uh, deployed twice, um, saw some things that made me question a lot, um, so I kind of didn't really, it just was in on the back burner, as they say, it just really wasn't a thing for me. Um, once we came down here and Samantha started going, um, she kind of just kept mentioning why you come with me, this and that, um, brought up my drinking and stuff too, it was like, she would tell me I was an alcoholic and I had an issue. I was never the needed to drink the next morning to function, but once I started, I couldn't stop. Um, so that's when I started going from once a week to occasions, and eventually I stopped. Um, once she started coming, I kind of tagged along every once in a while. It wasn't every week or so. Maybe one week there, one week here, just kind of trying it out, get my, dip my big toe in the water, as they say, <laughs> testing it out. Um, and then eventually 
I just started clicking, and I just kept coming, and now I come every week. I know. Isn't that great? Amen. So, so I, I guess you have all of your answers answered, and uh, every prayer you've prayed, God's answered, right? Oh, far from it. <laughs> um, far from it. There's still this day, like, uh, like she said, I work at the federal prison. I work the active gang yard, so I still see things every day that make me question it, but... All I can do is trust in him, put the right foot forward, and yeah. take it day by day. Now, now there are a lot of people uh, that they, you know, they can come to church if they want. They stay home. They watch it online. But almost every time I look over that way where you sit on a Sunday, you're here. So what is the value of you being here instead of just staying home watching online? Um, I don't think you get the same experience online. I mean, it's kind of, you're kind of there, but at the same time, you're not. There's other things that can distract you, but at least if you're here in person, you're just yeah. in the moment. Yeah. So it's just, I feel like it's just coming here just drives it home a little bit further for me good. instead of just sitting there good, good, in good. my underwear watching on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> so, Samantha, let me ask you this. Uh, you came from uh, a Roman Catholic background. Yes. So how was the experience when you first came to... Uh, this is really not... Not at all. Roman okay. How did you handle um, that? Well, the first, the first service I ever came to, I sat way in the back over there, and um, you were preaching on sex and the marriage. Wow. First and time. That was the first time. And um, <laughs> I mean, the music itself is completely different than what I grew up with, so that was, that was one, and then your sermon. And I left here and called my mom, and I said, I don't know what that was, but it wasn't church. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I think that most of the reason, um, I've, I've always gone to church, but most of the reason that I come and where I'm at now is because of the Father's house and just your culture here and um, just you're all, you're all like a big family. Wow. And I know it's the only reason that Jimmy comes to church. Wow. It's because of this, this environment here. So you maybe can help some of the people that are here that their husband or their wife doesn't come to church. So... What did you do to, to, to bring Jimmy? I mean, I, I, yeah. Um, I think, I don't know, the girls are, the girl, our two daughters, um, they're two and four, go to, to Kid City. So we kind of are involved a lot with what Kid City does. Um, and then, so Jimmy got, being a dad, would come to events and he would come to church. And when they come at Christmas and sing, um, so I think just continuing to encourage him. And then I started read, um, signing up for life groups. And then uh, we started joining parenting life groups. And I was like, hey, we're, you're a parent too. You know, yeah. we're both going to do this. And awesome. we just kept, kept doing that. So, Jimmy, what can you say to someone that's sitting out here and saying, you know, I keep, I've invited and I've invited and, you know, I, I just at my wit's end. What can I do? Maybe can you, can you help with that? Uh, I would say just keep trying. Um, find something that may grab their attention and just push it onto them. Uh, like with Samantha, with the kids, I think what originally started, I kind of smiled when you asked her because it first started with, uh, if you're not coming to church, the girls are staying home with you. <laughs> and, and our two toddlers, when it's just me and them, it gets chaotic. So it's, it started with that, and I was like, all right, I'm coming to church. And then I made the decision, I just started coming on my own. But, um, yeah, just keep trying. Uh, for me, it's a struggle every day, but it's something I look forward to. It's one day at a so time. So you actually look forward to coming to church? Yeah, I look forward to coming wow. here now. Wow. Isn't that awesome? 
We had a, um, I was scrolling through Facebook on the way here this morning and one of our friends posted something that just really clicked for me. It said, the minute you stop feeling guilty about not going to church on Sunday is the minute you stop feeling guilty for sinning. Ooh. And we had another friend that was not coming to church today and she said, well, I'm getting off the couch now. So <laughs> That's awesome. So let's get back to... Um, what would be like some of the final things you'd like to say maybe to push people over the, over the edge to sign up for the married people date night? Um, I'm a little more calm I am than I was first service. So we, this is completely out of our comfort zone to host an event. Um, I have a very... Um, forceful friend next door at Kid City who we wouldn't mention her name. I will Lisa? not say her name. Right. Um, I'm looking in the back. <laughs> um, she's very encouraging. Yes, thank you. Um, signed, enrolled with the first life group we did was with Lisa. Um, we started doing other life groups that she, you know, introduced us to. Introduced me to a lot of the close friends that I have here now. Um, she asked us to host a life group, so we, we did that for our last um, last semester. We hosted our first life group, and then she said, you know, she, I don't know what she sees in us, but it's something that she keeps putting yes. more and yes. just breaking us out of our comfort zone. Yes. So if going to a marriage conference is not something that you think you are comfortable with, and, um, it's just life-changing. It really is for your marriage. We went to the conference last year, and it's just... We, yeah. we still have the book. We keep on our dinner table. It's 101 conversation starters. So if we don't have something to talk about, we open it up. It's just, it's not what you're expecting. I can tell you that. If you've never been, it's not what you're expecting. Yeah. Well, I admire you guys, and I admire you, especially Jimmy. You know, um, in our talk the other day, you said, you know, every day we pray, pray over the food, and that makes a big difference. What would you like to say before you take your seat to someone that's sitting here? Um, as far as the conference, uh, like I said, it's a huge benefit, whether it's for you or someone you know, it'll just, it's a huge benefit, give you the tools you need to help someone else out. I know from last service, a lot of people came up to me that had similar, knew someone with similar situation or were going through the same thing themselves. Um, this gives you better, better tools to help out the church as a whole and people outside of church. And if you have someone you're trying to get going, just keep pushing them. Eventually they'll come through the door. Awesome, awesome. Let's give him a hand. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Wow. Look back over these things we talked about. How can I live out loud? I want to make a personal commitment. And I want to tell others. I want to go public. I want to acknowledge my faith in baptism. Live a life of daily obedience. So what is God saying to you? There in your notes, the question is, what is God saying to you? What is your next step? So what is that? Would you just write that down? Uh, maybe your next step today is, I need to take the first step. I need to invite Jesus into my heart and into my life. I've gone to, and you know what? You say, well, I don't, I, I just have so many questions. Um, Jimmy, we didn't get a chance to talk to him, but he, he shared with me the other day, he said, you know, I, I still have a lot of questions. But over and above the questions is that he has a trust that the Lord loves him and that the Lord has a plan for his life. 
So today, you may have questions. You know what? You may say, well, I'm not even sure I believe in God, believe in Jesus. You know, and that's okay. I'm just glad you're here. Because you see, all of your questions doesn't intimidate God one little bit. He loves you so much. He really does. And I believe he is who he says he is. And I believe if you ask him, Lord, if you're real, would you reveal yourself to me? I believe he's a big enough God to do that. That's how much confidence I have. But I'm just glad that you're here. Would you bow your heads and would you close your eyes just uh, thinking about your life right now and where you are. And uh, all week long, there have been people that have been in this, in this um, sanctuary praying, praying for you. Jesus knew you would be here today. And uh, we just really kind of did the thing with Jimmy and uh, Samantha a little different than we were because I felt like the Lord wanted some of the people that are here today to hear this testimony because you need it. Maybe you're here today and you've never publicly acknowledged Jesus as your Savior. You've never invited him into your heart. You've never said, Jesus, I, I, I want to be a follower of yours. I want to have a growing relationship with you. Maybe you've had religion, but you've never had a relationship with Jesus. That's the big difference. That's the big difference. So today, Jesus loves you. And he came to this earth, and he died on the cross to pay for your sins and my sins. And then he rose on the third day to give a fresh start. And the scripture says that he lives right now at the Father's right hand making intercession for us. He's praying for you. Some of you today, he's praying that you'd make the decision to surrender your heart to him. He's done everything he can. When he said it is finished, he's simply saying, I've opened up the way for you to come. But now it's up to you. I believe there's some that are here today that years ago you started serving the Lord and somehow you got sidetracked and it's just become a you know, it's just become a thing that you do off and on when you feel like it. But today, the Holy Spirit is drawing you and saying, today's the day to choose again to surrender your life to the Lord. So in a minute, I'm going to lead, lead you in a prayer. And if you're here and you say, Terry, I know that I'm lost and I know that I need a Savior. I need Jesus. I need Him. In just a minute, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand and I want to lead you in a prayer. Or maybe you say, you know what, I've, I've got distracted from the Lord. I want to get back on track with him. I'd like for you to raise your hand. I want to lead you in a prayer. So the Holy Spirit is speaking today. And, and God just letting you know how much that he loves you. I mean, that, that's what it's all about today. That's what it's all about. Making sure that he is your Savior and that your eternity is settled. He'll forgive you of your past. He'll give you a purpose for today to live. And he'll give you an eternity with him. So if you're here today and you say, Terry, I want to make sure that I'm ready to meet the Lord. I know I'm lost and I need a Savior. I know I've got distracted, but I want to get back on track. Right now, would you raise your hand and make eye contact with me and let me pray with you? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Others today, thank you. Thank you over here. Thank you in the back. Thank you so much. Others today, those of you that are watching online, just raise your hand right where you are. Thank you. Thank you. Such honesty today. Presence of the Lord moving in such a special way. 
thank you, Jesus. We thank you. We thank you. Let me lead you in a prayer. We've, we pray this prayer together. I can give you the words, but you have to surrender the heart. Pray this prayer with me. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you for loving me. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to pay for my sins. I realize my sin separates me from you. <clears throat> but I don't want anything to stand between us. I want a growing relationship. So I ask you, please forgive me of my sins. And I believe in my heart that you are the Lord and you rose from the dead. And I'm ready to openly declare that you are my Savior. Fill me with your spirit. As best as I know how, I want to serve you all the days of my life. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life, and we would love to continue with you on that journey. To find out what your next steps will be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to thefathershouse.com slash next. Join us next week as we continue to love God, help people, and build the kingdom.